This is Sci-Fi Talk, the podcast on how sci-fi, fantasy, horror, and comics help us explore our humanity. From 2008 to 2013, J.J. Abrams created an interesting series in French. As The X-Files was to the 90s, this series, I believe, was for the 2000s. We'll hear from my roundtables from the beginning of the series until the end with cast and creator interviews. But this is also more than a look back at the series. It's a tribute to one of its stars, Lance Reddick, who passed away way too soon. I showcased two interviews with the actor from 2011 to 2012. Let's start with season one of Fringe in a strange, cramped roundtable, literally not bigger than a a closet, it seemed anyway, especially with all the reporters there, at New York Comic Con, and with some of the cast. That in a moment. Today you'll hear from Kirk Acevedo, who plays Agent Charlie Francis, Lance Reddick, past guest here on Sci-Fi Talk, who plays Agent Philip Broyles, and Jessica Nicole, who plays Astrid Farnsworth. Let's begin the press conferences with Kirk Acevedo. As far as the three of your characters, we're, we're actually talking to the three of the people that we sort of know least about in the, the series. When you guys are playing these sort of characters until the writers start filling in the gaps, do you sort of create a sort of biography for your own character so you have something to play? So I'm just sort of curious, how, how do you guys see your own, your characters in your own heads at this point in the season? Well, you have to. Uh, if you don't, you're, you're just playing, you know, in lines and words and mm-hmm. to fill it up and, you know, give it life and have a backstory and your own little secrets that you play, you know. Everyone joking like she's a superhero. Are you? Know what I, mean? <laughs> I mean, you have to have some sort of backstory to at least make it fleshed out and, and whole, unless you're just a one-dimensional character. Mm-hmm. So. Our our mysterious agent here is like an iceberg because he's a little bit on the top and there's all this underneath and we don't know anything about him. Wow. Um. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I don't want to say that I just try to play the position because you can't, I mean, you have to play human being. Um, for me, rather than going into too much of um, what all the details of my history are, um, there's some fundamentals that I just try to keep with. Um, first of all, given what Burl's first interaction with Olivia and his attitude throughout, um, this has never been said to me, but I'm assuming that he's ex-military. Um, I am, um, you know, early on this season, Completely coincidentally, I picked up um, the, the the last book by Senator Jim Webb, and it <clears throat> just made me realize how much um, military in high command, how many of those guys are really um, intellectuals. And so I kind of put that in place for Boyles as well. And uh, finally, just in terms of um, the guy's personality, for me the thing that I had to remember is that you know you're dealing with a guy who's in charge of the team of Mavericks. So, and this is interestingly enough something that I brought from something that was said to me when I was um, working on The Wire. And that's that when you're dealing with Seema Mavericks, the thing that you have to be aware of is when you have to pull the reins and when you have to let them do their thing. And so um, I feel like that's another thing that Broyles is constantly dealing with, especially with Olivia, because she's always kind of, you know, I know what's best. My instincts are right. Boom, 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 boom. You know what I mean? She's like type A, brilliant, that kind of person. I don't know if that made any sense. <laughs> Following up on that, um, there's been this, you know, pick a side 
Does your character pick the side of the event? I don't even know what you mean. Like, in the interrogation room, he said, do you know what side you're on, Olivia? I was just wondering, your character seems to know a lot more than we've learned yet, you know, working with massive dynamic and stuff like that. He has an interaction with them kind of behind the scenes. So when you say, have you picked a side yet, are you talking about when she's talking to, what's the big guy? Yeah. Mitchell Will. Mitchell, thank you. Hello? Wow. I hate to say this, but that's one of those where I don't really know what to say. Maybe he doesn't even know the sides exist yet either. I don't know. This is tricky because I don't want to say too much. I think it's more of the viewer doesn't know. Yeah. Well, as far as being a good guy or a bad guy, I mean, as far as the way I'm playing it, Rose is a good guy. Now, you know. That could change week to week. It could change week to week. But the thing about it is, no matter who you play, no matter what he does or has done, when you're you, you always think what you're doing is justified and you're the good guy and the other person is, what's because they did this, or it's because, you know what I mean? More of my journey down the rabbit hole of Fringe, season one, in a moment. I have a question for Kirk. Um, when is Charlie going to step up his game and go for Olivia? Yeah. <laughs> uh, uh, <laughs> it's difficult because we're doing an episode now that pretty much answers that question. The reason why did uh, you ask that? Nice. <laughs> so, but uh, you know, but it's so funny because that's one of the little secrets. Is that, you know what, what I play to myself. You know, obviously, you know, in the first episode, she's kind of like, you know, a junior agent who gets, like, the liaison gig, which is, like, a very, it's a big step up. So, you know, and it's like, we're talking about, I got to play it, like, you know, well, she's a colleague, but I care for her, and how much I care, you know, I can't. It has to be so subtle because I'm an FBI guy. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. And it takes away from... It's so funny because I can't talk about it. <laughs> I mean, what I'm doing now, I would be able to explain it a lot. Better. No, but we're, we're I'm thinking about, I want to see all this stuff. But, this is <laughs> but there's, there's a subtle thing. You know what's hard is because, you know, a lot of the stuff is exposition. You know, and when you're a character actor, which is what I am, and you play someone that's the polar opposite of you, you know, it's just trying to find a way that you're happy and the character's happy. It really is, especially for yourself, you know, because you, you can't color it up. And that's what you want to do. You want to add all the the wells and the bells and, and whistles, but you can't. You just have to just keep it simmering. He's walking a tightrope, really, with her. Yeah, absolutely. So what episode is it? Uh, 16. Yeah. What's your character's perspective working in the lab when they're all doing the tank and all that stuff? I mean, you, you kind of have an insight because you're always with them when they're kind of in the middle of the thing. Yeah, Astrid, she's a real key player in this because when you think about it, she's the only person besides Peter who is privy to all of this information that's going on. And they're not, you know, that hasn't really come up in any of the episodes that we've done so far, so I'm sure that it will eventually, but... Besides the doctor, she is always there. She's never out in the field. Olivia's always out and doing stuff, but she's got access to everything. And there's a reason that she's there. You know, they, they obviously couldn't just pick any old, you know, junior special agent to go and do this job because this is top secret information. It's really important. And they're trying, you know, 
to, to not let all of this leak out. So there's a reason that she's there, and I, I you know, come up with a million ideas of why she's there, but I don't, I don't know exactly what it is yet. So I'm really, I'm really well, excited. Well, let's try to find some out. of them out on, on us. Yeah. As long as we're speculating anyway, there's obviously a lot more to her because you know she obviously has a scientific mind. Well, yeah. Yeah, she's, I mean, she's a phenom. She's, she's a young woman. When you look at, you know, so far, I remember when we were at the Fringe premiere, they had the comic book, and they were handing it out. It was the first time that I had ever seen it, and I opened it up, and I found out what town I was born in, and that I majored in, in music, and I was like, <laughs> I had no, I had no idea, you know, so it's like, it's kind of weird because I think there's this level where everything's just happening and the people who are playing these characters aren't aren't given all this information so you have to pay close attention and it's been a little bit of a struggle for me to not make everything that I do so precious because especially in the first several episodes there wasn't a lot that Astrid was doing I think she was important but she didn't have a lot to say and so every line I got I was like I got a line <laughs> last question oh. I was wondering, oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> no, it's okay. I was wondering, uh, have you been told by the writers if we're going to get to see more of your character, or...? I've heard that everything that happens is completely intentional. Okay. So, like, you know, down to the, the most uh, minuscule detail, that it's all there for a reason. So I, I'm taking it that there's a reason you don't know a lot about her, and that there's going to be a time and a place for it. Yeah. She, could be, she could be willing to know. That's me. I'm so sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Lance, will you be back on Lost? Yes. When? In, I believe it's two weeks, the 25th. I just heard. Do you know what episode number? I I believe it's episode five. The series is available on Apple TV, Prime Video, and HBO Max. This is Tony Tolado.